Welcome to the Wags of SEI podcast, where we discuss life, love, and caregiving after spinal cord injury, hosted by Elena Pauly and Brooke Paget. Both our partners are quadriplegics, and after connecting online in 2017, we began the advocacy and support group WAGS of SCI, which is an acronym for Wives and Girlfriends of Spinal Cord Injury. So you must be thinking, what is the goal with this group? Our goal is and has always been to establish and nurture a strong network of women around the world who understand and support one another while navigating the SCI life. We know firsthand the challenges that come with living this lifestyle. And our mission with this podcast is to spread education, awareness, and positivity from our unique perspective. So join us each week as we tackle deeper discussions around balancing life as a caregiver and a lover to someone with a spinal cord injury. Thank you so much for tuning in to the WAGS of SEI podcast. Here we go. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Wishart Brain and Spine Law. Led by our personal mentor and lawyer, Robin Wishart, Wishart Brain and Spine Law is a uniquely specialized law firm located in Vancouver, British Columbia. They focus their practice on complex spinal cord injury and traumatic brain injury cases. And they work with clients all over North America as advocates and a much needed resource in the spinal cord injury community. Robin and her team look at their clients differently than other firms. You're not just a case, you're a person with a family, a life, and a purpose. They are always looking for ways to help improve the quality of life for their clients by providing the support they need for their recovery, such as assisting with insurance and benefits paperwork, finding resources for home adaptations, setting up medical appointments with doctors and specialists, and making sure that their clients are doing physically and mentally okay. Wish Our Brain and Spine Law is proud to support WAGS of SCI. Robin is committed to helping clients and their families any way that she can, because she wants you to live your life and not your claim. Your first consultation is always free. So contact them at brainandspinelaw.com and make sure to mention that the WAGS of SCI sent you. This podcast is brought to you in part by Megan Williamson, head coach at Ocean Rehab and Fitness. Live life with an SCI and looking to improve your fitness? Or maybe you're finished rehab and want to take the next step in strengthening your body. Megan Williamson at Ocean Rehab and Fitness now offers online adaptive training programs and one-on-one coaching to individuals around the world with spinal cord injuries. Visit www.oceaninsiderclub.com for more information on how you can get started on achieving a stronger you. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. We are the Wags of SCI podcast hosted by Elena Pauly and Brooke Paget. Today, we've got a good topic for you, and I feel like this is across the board that everybody can relate to. Yes, we wanted to focus this podcast on dating advice for quads and for paras, anybody that has a spinal cord injury. And the reason why we're doing this is because we get endless messages from single guys around the world 
on our various platforms asking us, what are our tips for dating? How do I get back out there? Um, How do I find a girlfriend? How do I find a wife after my injury? And so we thought we would put this in a podcast form because, you know, we pretty much have the same advice every time someone messages us and all of their concerns are extremely valid. And we wanted to discuss this further because there are a lot of men that listen to this podcast. There are a lot of people with with different spinal cord injuries that listen. And we wanted to do one for the single guys out there um, who want to find their love, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to cue in single ladies here, but single guys, single guys, single yeah. guys. <laughs> this one's for you. This is another one of Helena's single jingles. <laughs> Sorry for that. <laughs> some some of you might have bleeding ears after that one, but yeah. So it all <laughs> yeah. So in all seriousness, um, yeah, we get asked this question all the time. We've even do you remember when somebody asked us actually a few times we've been asked to start a dating app yes for people with uh, disabilities in general and we've been asked this question many 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 I don't even know how many times and we think it's a great idea but I feel like you know we're pretty busy and we probably can't do that right now um not another thing that we can take under our wing but we do want to give you some advice around dating and the very first piece of advice we have for you is to always have confidence the number one piece of advice for anybody who's wanting to get out into the world of dating whether you're pre or post injury whatever um if you've been in this lifetime or lifestyle sorry for if you've been living with spinal cord injury for for a while or not Um, the very first piece of advice is to have confidence. I think that, you know, confidence is sexy and attractive and women like that. And, you know, you kind of have to think outside of, you know, being in your chair. You have to think as you are who you are. You are a human being. You have a lot to offer. So I think that is number one. That is key to always have confidence. And I think that honestly, it's very cliche to say because not all of us you know, we don't always have 100% confidence in who we are. But I feel like it's really important to put the that foot forward and just present yourself really confident because you do have a lot to offer. And I think it's important for all the guys out there to know that, you know, we understand what it's like for because we were with our partners before their injury as well as after their injury, both of us. So we know what it's like for our guys to go through a stage where they can't rely on their body anymore. And, you know, that's, that's part of this whole like toxic masculinity training that we, you know, was the generation before us where men tend to rely on their physical bodies for performance and for work. And, and when you have a spinal cord injury, that is no longer your go-to. And so I think there's a big transition period from relying on your body as far as sex, as far as dating, as far as helping around the house, as far as being the big strong man that can't do that anymore. And that crutch of having that ability to when you have a spinal cord injury moving to a place of, huh, I can't do those things anymore. I can't rely on that side of me anymore. And so I'm going to have to spend some time kind of addressing who I am inside as a person. And the other things that I have to offer 
other than my physical side. Because like, yeah, like there's a lot of good looking guys with spinal cord injuries, but the cold hard truth is that physical side to who you are is kind of put to the wayside. Right. And so Mm-hmm. I feel like you've you've talked about this, I think, like from the beginning of Wags of SEI and podcasting is, you know, you know, that that whole notion of like toxic masculinity. And and I do I mean, obviously, we all have eyeballs and I do feel like a good portion of, of who we are is received by the world through the physical appearance. But I feel like anybody who's worth getting to know, you'll be able to kind of tell that there is so much more to life than the physical and you and I were talking about this I'm reading a new book I know we talk about books sometimes but it's called a return to love by Marianne um, Williamson and basically it kind of like takes takes apart everything that we've been conditioned to believe which is when you take away your physical who are you underneath and when you take away a you know, who we're supposed to be like, basically, the book speaks to she she talks about how when we were first created as children, we're, we're pure love, and we're just pure, and we look for the good in everybody and everything. And as we age, and we continue the process of our lifespan, that we are told, you know, you have to be a good girl or good boy, because you do this or this or this, and you're not good enough unless you do this and this and I feel like that sort of conditioning carries on into our lives as you know through careers through your grades through attaining certain monetary things such through as having Instagram. the right house <laughs> yeah through Instagram through having you know com- it's a lot of competition is yeah. what I'm saying and that is all that is all basically just taught to us that's mm-hmm. taught to us by other people who are putting these things on us. These are not things that we were born with. We don't believe them when we're children. And it's almost like the process of undoing that. You have Mm -hmm. to almost go through and undo everything that others put on you. And I feel like when, when my partner had a spinal cord injury, you know, when you're going through the process of rehab, all you have to to, all you have is time, really. You're in rehab and you're just sitting and waiting. And that was a huge shift for us was instead of relying on the physical to go, 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 yeah. do, 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 that all of a sudden it was like this shift and slowing down. And all we had was time for recovery, which you really can't rush. So again, it's just kind of going back to there is so much more to life than the physical. And anybody in your life who is worth your time and you actually getting to know them will be able to demonstrate these characteristics as well and show you what is truly important. And I feel like you can tell quite quickly through conversation what people's motives are. Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, you know, we have a really diverse group of women in WAGs of SCI, and we've talked about this in the past, how men are always shocked when they message us, and they they always think, oh, these women have been with their partners before their injury and after, so they've kind of stuck it through, and then we enlighten them and say, no, actually, there's about 70% of our followers who met post-injury, so they met their partner when they had their spinal cord injury on either online or in person or through friends, however they met. And these guys are always so shocked because it's a big misconception 
you know, I still find in the spinal cord injury community, these single guys actually think that they're not deserving of finding someone post-injury. And it's hard for them to wrap their head around the fact that these women are going to love them for who they are, not necessarily what they can do with their bodies, right? And there's, you know, this is like one of the mission of WEGS of SCI is like Mm -hmm. actually showing what is possible after an injury like this, right? And opening your mind, Right. And deconstructing everything that we believed previously to that. And and one of the things that you and I all often talk about is um, who are we without the physical? And it's like we are truly just our bodies are just like a flesh vessel. I know that sounds kind of gross, but who we truly are is sometimes what I like to do like at nighttime is almost like a meditation where I just lie on the floor, close my eyes, and I just kind of like sink away into the abyss. And then I think (laughs) to myself, who am I, right? Who am I really? It's you are not your car. You are not your house. You are not your shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about the stuff that you have. That's not who you are. You're also not all the titles that people put on you that maybe your parents or family or friends put on you. Or when you have a disagreement with somebody, they say, you know, you are this, you're that. No, that is not you. That's not who you are. Right. And a lot of the time, I know that that was a big thing that we went through was um, just recognizing displacement of, of, people wanting to, you know, wanting to have you take on their things for you. You know what I mean? Where it's like when we would have friends and family come and visit and stuff. And it was like, we kind of had to juggle that, um, balancing act about, do we really want to entertain right now? Like it it was almost like when somebody would come to visit, you would have to entertain them and put on a show for them. And then again, you go back to the basic level of like, Oh, I have to think about, what is best for me? Is this something I want? And that's the same thing for relationships. When you go into dating somebody, you have to also think about yourself. First and foremost, actually, you have to think about yourself. Is this what you want? Right? Is that truly what you want? Is that, are you know, is this person really complimenting who you are or not? And relationships shouldn't have to be hard. If they're hard, then there's something like if it's really hard work and you're just doing that push, 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 and you're not getting anything that pull and push kind of balance, then I don't know. Watch out for those red flags right away. (laughs) And I think that's a really good um, comment that you had. And I think when it comes to like building confidence, the huge part of that is, is recognizing your own self-worth And like you talked about, you know, you're the most important person. It's true. Like they talk about in able-bodied relationship articles all the time and, you know, successful marriages. It's all about two holes coming together instead of two half cups coming together. Because if you're not whole, something's going to happen later on down the road where it's going to be an obstacle. Something that you, you know, not wouldn't necessarily want to put yourself in that place right off the bat. So when we Mm -hmm. say confidence as the first tip, that means confidence in who you are, but actually taking the time that you have now to sit back and say, okay, if I stripped away all the layers, if, if, if let's just put myself in a position where if everything was taken away from me, friends, family, my home, you know, with people with a spinal cord injury, the ability to move, if everything was taken away from you, what would keep you going? 
And that is really important because it's like, you know, you laying in bed at night, Elena, is like you're trying to figure out who you are and you're on that journey of like really getting to know yourself, the being, the person inside you. And that is so, so important. So that is like the number one thing that we say to guys who message us. We say, get to know yourself and be confident in yourself and care about yourself, right? Yeah, of course. And also, you know, this time to get to know yourself is so important because you want to make sure that with or without a partner, you're totally okay. You don't want to become codependent where you kind of, you know, you go through that balance from one person to the next person looking for that missing piece for somebody to fill that void. Right. It's right. And that's a dangerous place to be, right. Is where you rely on that other person to make you whole and emotion, emotion wise. Right. It's like, no, you can't do that. we, We probably, I feel like we've probably all been there to some certain extent along our journey at some point, you know, and that's just part of growth or whatever. But yeah, it is a very vicious cycle and nobody should ever make you feel like what you're doing is not good enough that you need to like change who you are because who you are deep down inside is who you are. And that is, you know, that's not something that you should be trying to, unless it's destructive, obviously, and offensive and mean to somebody, you know, then maybe right. have a look at that. But I think that who we are, I think that the world does a very good job. Society does a very good job. Media does a very good job at making us feel like we're not good enough until we buy this or do this mm-hmm. or join this. But I think, again, we just need to deconstruct that, take that apart, look at what fuels that a lot of the time it's money, money feels that they want you to buy, get sucked into their dream, into their ideas. But who you are, like I said, you come into this world, you are love, you're pure. And that is really who you are at the core of it all. Yeah, for sure. And I think that this leads into another one of our questions beautifully, um, or another one of our um, answers as to like the piece of advice beautifully. Don't limit yourself based on your physical disability, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't don't limit yourself. Don't put yourself in a box because you have a physical disability. It shouldn't even be an issue. And the reason we say this is because the right person at the right time will come into your life and it won't matter. Um, And if it does matter, you'll get through it and you'll work around it because it's the right person. Right. And so like Mm -hmm. a lot of the times, like even, you know, we've responded to people that have asked us to start an app for dating guys in wheelchairs. And we've said the same thing every time we're like, well, it's not really our specialty doing this. We're more of like support for the caregivers and partners and, you know, love and relationships. But that being said, we don't think that someone who's in a wheelchair should have to put themselves in a special dating site and a special box um, to date, you know, like the relationships, right? right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you're putting yourself in a box and you're saying, I am going to over to a special app just because I'm in a wheelchair. And for us, it's kind of like, well, why, why do that? Why, yeah, well, why are you even limiting yourself in that at all? It's yeah. like, it's like you, you being in a wheelchair doesn't, give you less credit to your capabilities, to your mind, to your knowledge, to your power, everything that anybody knows in terms of like education and like being, you know, being to 
being good at a job is learned. You can read anything. You can learn anything. Being in a wheelchair doesn't change your capabilities and the capacity at which you can operate or you can achieve something. So, you know, we always. Yeah. yeah. And that just plays into the worldview that we're kind of going against, which is, well, not going against, but we're trying to show a different uh, way like we're, we're not playing into the ways of the world. We're going, we're showing a different way of doing things, which is love and acceptance um, for who you are. And that's like the main purpose of WAGS is everyone should be accepted, right? Everyone should be loved. Everyone deserves love. And by boxing yourself in based on your disability, that goes against the primary message of love and hope and inclusivity, right? And Yep. That's, <laughs> that's the objective here. That's our goal. Yeah. It's important though. Like that's, people need yeah. to understand this. Like when the ones that need an app to exclude themselves from a regular dating app, you know, that just shows that you're excluding yourself and you know, well, we're not, we're not for that. Right. No, exactly. And it's like, what, let's have the conversation around why you feel like you need yeah. a special app. You know, it's like, well, I don't know. I mean, just look at that, right? Like that's important. There's two sides to that coin, I guess, because people can argue also that somebody in a chair has, you know, different physical needs. Let's say like they want their partner to understand their needs with an SCI better, which gets to our next point. Be open and honest with any potential partner. Discuss not being ashamed and also be be very open with the needs that you do have. Work on your triggers and ensure, um, you know, to ensure open communication. And, you know, obviously, maybe not on the first date, but it's always helpful to be open and honest about what you need, not even just like emotionally, but also like physically things that you need, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And yeah, of course, emotional is, that's a connection of how two people come together. So of course that's important. But as we know, SCI life does come with different things like, Hey, sorry, I got to get up and go to the bathroom and it's going to take me a bit longer, you know, stuff like that. And I don't think that I, I don't think that anybody really cares. It's, it's just like anybody who let's say has like a mental health problem who needs to take their medication. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just something, it's just another thing that you have to do for your own wellness, for your own, um, self care and being the better, the best version of you that you need to need to be. It's just like everything, everybody has something that they need to do. Yeah, it's true. And to be honest, like, let's talk about first impressions. Like, Everybody that we know who's met on a dating app or online um, after injury, they all say the same thing. They all say, you know, I realize that this person is in a wheelchair. So immediately they already understand that it's a different situation. You know, this person is going to have a few extra things they need to do throughout the day. However, all of the ladies that we know have all said the same thing. They're all very curious. And it's not like discriminatory curious. It's more just like, I want to understand more about how this person goes through their day. And I remember Alice, Alice Cooper was talking about this on her podcast about how Gavin was very open and honest with her about everything right off the bat. However, there's also a time and a place. So, you know, don't bombard your partner with, Oh, this is what I need. This is what I need. This is what I need. Wait for them to ask and always be the person that says, listen, 
I'm very open and honest about my dis- my disability and my spinal cord injury and any questions at all that you may have about anything. I'm an open book. Just ask away. Don't be afraid. And I remember Alice was saying that Gavin was very much like that. He was kind of passive and like, let me know if you have any questions and I'll always be there to explain it. And she didn't feel like she had to walk on eggshells and she didn't feel like she had to be intimidated by a spinal cord injury right off the bat. He set the tone, right? So I think that's really, yeah. really important. in that whole honesty piece is like, you have to set the tone. Totally. Right? Yeah. I think that's really, yeah, that's true. Very true. Like anything. It also like you kind of, you know, as human beings, it's important for us with whatever relationship we have, whether it's friendship or romantic relationships, it's always good to set the tone of what it is that you are trying to accomplish or get across to the other person. When it comes to like boundaries and open communication, it's always good to kind of start off in that right direction. So then things are clear, you know, there's, there are no guessing. Yeah. And I think it's where we can go. Yeah. And I think it's also really important from what we've seen to put a, like, let's say you're signing up for a dating profile for the first time after your spinal cord injury. Um, I think it's important not to do just headshots. I think that everybody should have shots of themselves as they are. Um, not every photo should be of you in your wheelchair, but I think it's important to do at least one of you in your wheelchair. And this is why, because you don't want to deceive anybody. Um, we've heard stories of like women who have talked with someone for months and months because they were ashamed of their disability. And then they came out and said, listen, I have a spinal cord injury. This is why I'm not too keen on meeting up right away. And we've had it go sour they've had it go sour because the woman feels deceived. And, and I remember when we had a message from one woman who said, if he had just been open and honest with me about his injury right off the bat, instead of months later, cause he was ashamed, I doubt it would have gone this way because now I view him as someone who's a little bit dishonest and you don't want to go that route. So I say like be front and center and open about your wheelchair. This also does something else. This also filters through all the unnecessary crap or the people that are not going to accept your, your disability right off the bat, because they'll see the photo and right. they'll, right. They'll know if they want to participate or not. And right? they'll see the wheelchair and they'll, they'll, that way you don't have to go through like unnecessary rejection or yeah. like feel, feelings of like negativity and just kind of being like, I am here and this is what I, this is who I am. This is what I look like. You and I were talking about this actually the other day in a different perspective for the online dating world. And we read an article about how, um, I guess people are feeling a little bit more isolated and when they meet the person, yeah, you, you know, face to face, they're not getting what they, what they see online from the and filters. Is, I remember yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it, it's kind of like deviates from this topic a little bit, but it's, it's a little bit the same where it's like our world is so conditioned to use filters for yeah. everything now that it's like when you meet somebody, you don't even see what they actually look like because everything is a filter. So it's always really important to be authentic and just come as you are. You are worth loving the way you are without a filter, without a stupid filter. Like, you know, it's just so dangerous to get to go down that rabbit hole a little bit. So just come as you are. Yeah. And that also plays into the whole confidence piece. Be confident in who you are. But also like, you know, I, I know we've gotten messages from some guys who we've told this to and they've said, well, if I do that, that'll limit my potential partners or that'll limit my suitors. We like to think of it in kind of like 
a more positive spin on it. It's like, no, 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 that's not going to limit your suitors. That's going to bring forward the ones that are accepting, loving, caring, and that don't give a shit about the wheelchair. So you may have less, you know, swipes or hits or, or, or direct messages, but the ones that you do get are going to be higher quality. Now, that being mm-hmm. said, I think it's important that we should touch on. We're not, you know, saying that, that we're not seeing things through rose colored glasses here. We want to be completely honest. There are a lot of people out there that will take advantage of someone in a wheelchair. wheelchair. Like, right. What are they, what are they called again? Devotees. Oh God. I don't know. What, what is that? What's a devotee? It's like a devotee, devo- <gasps> devotee. What? And these are people who purposely seek out those who are, um, living with disability, particularly oh like a paralysis. <sighs> and they find it entertaining, I guess, to either, you know, prey on people who are living with disability. And I don't know if it's like an insurance thing, if there's financial gain to that. Or like control but, or something. They think they yeah. can like manipulate them. Oh my God. Or some people just have a preference for that. Oh I, I, I honestly, I'm not entirely sure um, how it goes, but I have heard of it. We've actually had a few people speaking about this on, um, our private group, the same that they've been getting messages from, you know, strangers who are very interested in their partner's injury and they want to know more about it, but from a very different perspective. Well, it's like a fetish kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that's important to know. I'm glad you brought this up because there have been a few um, guys circulating around the internet who have asked our wags to record them giving their partner a (laughs) catheter and they want to buy and purchase their (laughs) pee afterwards. I know it's so funny, but it's also so creepy. Yeah. It's super duper scary. (laughs) It's funny because actually Dan, uh, this guy messaged Dan, the same guy that you're talking about who had been messaging a good portion of our community. And it was a little (laughs) bit odd because women were feeling a little bit like they didn't want to share too much publicly. And I mean, we are a very public community. We're trying to raise awareness, but anyways, this guy messages Dan and Dan said, what, what does he want? I said, Oh my gosh, that's the same guy that's been messaging a lot of our couples. So then Dan entertained it. He's like, Hey, the guy said, Hey man, I want to learn more about SCI and disability. So Dan said, sure. What do you want to know? And, you know, I don't know how many questions he asked him exactly. So then it went back and forth pretty casual. Um, Do you, you know, do you have to transfer? How, you know, do you go to the bathroom? And then so finally Dan said, hey, man, let's cut to the chase. I hear you want to you want to see me use a catheter on video and buy my pee. <laughs> and so Dan said he didn't reply after that. I think oh my he was God. To him. But but yeah, I mean, we're laughing about it now. But I guess when you're in it, it's it can be quite creepy. It can be very off putting that there are people who truly get off on things yeah. like that. Right. And I mean, we don't know if this was like this individual was here to like collect all these images and videos yeah. for like personal gain or if they were trying to like make some sort of uh fetish account yeah. where they're you know featuring all these people um ins- inserting a catheter into Jeez. their penis or what they're what they're all about but hey it's the internet you know the internet it can be a very crazy place because 
there is all sorts of access to all sorts of things, including, I guess, somebody having an interest in buying your urine. But I said to Dan, I said, you know what? You should ask him how much. How much are you willing <laughs> to sell your pee for? <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's, it's just like, yeah, like we want everybody listening to know that, like, there are a lot of creeps out there. Be cautious. But don't be like very, don't be limiting, but be cautious, right? But there, but there are also a lot of individuals with um, very different objectives in any sort of able-bodied or not um, dating applications or sites or whatever, you know. It's true. It's, it's not just life. disabled people. It's the internet, no. right? Exactly. And it's just life in general. And I feel like people can be a lot more brave behind a screen than they are on the street or, or, you know, if they were to meet you in a more organic setting, that people feel that they can just say or do things because they're protected. They're on a computer, and then they can just change their names or take off or whatever. But anyways, going back to her podcast, uh, why you should definitely get yourself out in the dating world. You should be confident. You should be. But this is just kind of like cautionary tale of what we've been experiencing um, with, you know, the access to the internet, to the world wide web. I'm glad that you said that about how it affects everybody, though, because it's so true. It doesn't matter who you are, able-bodied, injury or not, there's creeps out there. So everyone be careful when you're online trying to meet your soulmates. Uh, All of our other points play into just, you know, be open and honest. Don't be too open with people that you're unsure of. And you'll get a vibe right away. I know that a lot of our ladies were like, oh, we knew quite soon afterwards the way he was talking and asking questions and manipulating. It's, It's pretty obvious. So just use your awareness, right? And just like keep your eyes open. And this kind of leads into our next question about this. This would be our number four tip. Um, Don't rush into anything and realize that there is someone out there for you at the right time for you. So I know this is hard for a lot of the guys that message us because they get frustrated because they're like, I'm ready for a relationship. Where is she? I'm not finding her. Blah, blah, blah. Like very frustrated, want to give up. Um, But the thing is, is like, if you just realize that everything is in due time for what's best for you, um, then it takes the pressure off. Um, You don't want to have that pressure in the back of your mind of like, I need to meet someone now because I need somebody. No, like if, if you take that pressure off and you just realize it'll happen when it happens and just to put your best face forward, but also work on yourself, mm-hmm. then you'll get someone in your life that is actually worth your time. You know what? One of the best ways to actually meet somebody I find is like when you're pursuing your own hobbies and like really doing you, like you do you, you totally. hear this all the time. It's like find out at the core who you are, what your interests are, what you truly enjoy doing. If you truly enjoy being out in nature, go for those nature walks. Don't necessarily be out on the lookout to find somebody, but like really sink into your passion of whatever it is you love doing. Maybe you love pottery. I'm like totally speaking of things that I like to do. (laughs) Go for nature walks. Go for nature rolls. (laughs) Maybe you love to eat chocolates. Maybe you just want to, you know, no. But I mean, like, maybe you're an outdoorsy person. Maybe you like to, I don't know. It's hard for me to think of other things that people like to do. Um, But pursue that. It's so true, though. 
but you'll find that like you know it'll lead you down the road of connecting with others because you'll meet somebody probably at where wherever your hobby is whatever your passion is who will recommend another step of your passion or hobby that you can go and explore more and then from there it's like it's like a little tumbleweed. It just continues on down the road, you know, and then you just kind of gain more and more ideas. And then when you get so thrown into your passion and your hobby, that it's like you totally forget that you're out there trying to meet somebody that you're so focused on, like focusing on you and who you are. And then once your soul is feeling pretty good and sturdy and you have that foundation that is built on a rock, not on quicksand, then bam, before you know it, at the worst time possible, when you're so happy by yourself, you will meet somebody. Well, and you hear those quotes all the time from like gurus and, you know, people like Deepak Chopra and all the the wise visionaries of the world. They all say the same thing. Once you kind of relax and just soak into your own quote flow state, then that's when the magic happens. And, you know, once you stop that whole, I want to control when things happen for me thing that all humans have, that's when the most beautiful things happen. And it reminds me of this like amazing story of one of our followers, Elena, you'll know who I'm talking about. We're going to keep him anonymous, but he followed us right from the beginning. He was so supportive of WAGS from the beginning. He's a motivational speaker. He's also a quad. Um, and he would always message us and repost us and send us supportive messages. And he would always say, oh, I, I'm, I can't wait for the day when I have my own wag of SCI. And he waited and he was patient and he kept doing him. He kept focusing on his career. He kept focusing on his spoken word and just like you said, doing him. And he met somebody who he's now engaged to um, through his speaking circuit and through his church community. And it was so amazing to see when he sent the photos over to us. And like, we were both like, oh, my God, yes, like, you're so deserving of this. But yeah, he paid his dues and he worked on himself and he did him. And it came at the right, the perfect time for him. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's so, I do know who you're talking yeah, about. It's, yeah, it's so important. And like, I just think like, you know, people might be rolling their eyes at us right now when we say this, but I don't think you and I, Elena, have ever experienced any greatness until we've just relaxed and stopped pushing things. Like I know even with mm-hmm. WAGs, mm-hmm. the best news we've always got has been when we've taken a step back and just relaxed and let it flow. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's what Brooke is. What I want to kind of like explain the flow state that you're talking about. It's when you're so you're basically so preoccupied with like something that you really love to do that time just kind of like evaporates. It just goes by. And before you know it, you don't think about anything else. Like for me, it's like art. If I like both go into painting, it'll be nighttime when I realize that I've been painting or for some people it's like going for a jog you just keep on running or for some people it's going for a wheel you just keep on wheeling or some people is cooking or you know when you get into that state that you're just so engulfed and just so wrapped up in it you're just so happy to be in that state that you forget everything else yeah and you know 
quote, flow and quote, flow state are huge marketing buzzwords. Now, um, you have to be careful when you're when you're learning about it, because I, I, I think we everyone out there listening who doesn't totally. know about it should go and research it for themselves, because um, it can be applied to everything. However, we're getting a lot of YouTube and videos and articles about how to harness flow state to get what you want at that moment. And it's like very toxic. It's not about aligning with your true self and focusing on who you are and what you want to be doing and focusing on Mm -hmm. it just for the loving aspect of it. It's more how you can make this work for you in the moment to get what you want. It's like, it's not what flow is supposed to be. Like, I know there's a lot of articles about um, a lot of articles and podcasts about harnessing flow state in sports and professional athletes and how a lot of them are just so good at getting in the zone. However, it's not about getting in the zone to accomplish something necessarily. It's about what happens when you're in the zone of flow and inspiration right. flows to you. Right? Just that state of being. Yeah. Being, right. It's you don't have expectations. Yes. You just do whatever flows out of you. So it's like if you're painting, you are just taking the paint to the paper you're not necessarily there to accomplish anything you just express yeah it's so true and just you open the doors for inspiration and instead of leading yourself around based on what your ego thinks you should be doing you're letting you know consciousness and spirit lead you around which is the source of all amazing things so anybody interested in that definitely um Google it and uh, get some expert opinions on it because it all ties into confidence, being yourself, meditation, mindfulness. It's all kind of like what um, men with this kind of injury who are looking deeper should kind of look into, right? Because it's personal growth. It's all about personal growth. And like, you know, when Mm -hmm. these shitty things happen to you in life, they can be spun in a way that you know, it takes you on a wild ride that you never expected to your better totally. self. Totally. And you know right? what? I, I'm actually glad that you mentioned that. Like when shitty things happen, I was reading, like I was saying in my book last night, um, how beautiful it can be to completely to fall apart. When you're like, when you really hit that like rock bottom, we always see it as a negative thing in society. It's like, oh, you hit rock bottom. Oh my God. But it's like, that is your opportunity to reconstruct everything. Oh, I love right? that. Yeah. And, and to, re- to redo, redo everything. Like sometimes those are the most like spiritually awakening moments. And I think that we've been conditioned to believe that it's like, you're a failure. It sucks. It hurts. How can this hurt? You're going to need something to cover up these feelings. But instead, if you really get down to the base of it, it's like, this is your opportunity to redo everything. And it's quite exciting. Yeah. And think about, you know, how 50 to a hundred years ago, when you sustained a spinal cord injury, you died. Right. I mean, this is, you know, during the past 50 years that they have actually had a life expectancy and the and the technologies available to for surgery and for living after a spinal cord injury. So a lot of these guys that we've talked to over the years of running WAGs and a lot of their partners say pretty much the same thing. They say the women all say I was in awe of how he's overcome so much and actually his attitude on life now. And that's a huge thing. Like, oh, his attitude on life is just so intoxicating to me that all I want to do is 
be around him more, which is huge. Knowing that someone actually loves you for what you've gone through and how you've come out thriving is so important. I always talk to people about how I feel personally in my relationship. I feel like we've been given an opportunity rather than something that has been in our way. Like if, if that makes sense, like I feel like when SDI happens, it's terrible. Like there's no sugarcoating it. It's hard. It's a hard life. However, you get to deal with certain emotions and you get to face certain things and learn certain things that most people don't get to learn in a lifetime. And that in itself is so important for couples because the depth of getting to know one another and kind of the closeness and vulnerability that can happen between two people when you're dealing with this injury is like, it's so valuable. I don't know how you feel about that, Elena, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it it definitely, it tests you to the core and it really, it really takes apart everything that you've ever thought about life. It, you get down to the basics, I think. Dan and I had the conversation about how now in retrospect, like looking back, it's it felt almost like we were in retirement mode because it's like, totally. OK, you had this life that you had set up for yourself with all these ideas and all these accomplishments and all these big plans, whether you're going to get married or have kids or, you know, buy a house, you know, it was your next big plan. Everybody says this, every single person we talk to um, who who's a wag like us, who's a post injury, no pre injury wag. That means like we were with our partners before the injury. Every single person will say the same thing. They'll say we had all these plans. Yeah. We were just about to do this, or we were just about to do that. And this happened. It happened at the worst time possible. And, you know, I, I mean, the first year, is a shit show. I, there's no way to sugarcoat it. It's really tough. It's very important for you to get a really good structure going and a lot of support. But now that we look back, now that Dan is, you know, he's gone back to school, it, it allowed him to rethink the course of his life. He even said to me himself, he was a stonemason before. And he, you know, he looks at some of these guys, these guys that are like in their 40s doing that job. And he's like, you know, how long would would I be able to do that job for? So now it's like you go back to school, you use your brain like what we were saying. You go back to school, you get your education and you get to start over to really what you wanted to do if you had the time. Yeah. If you had all this time to redo everything and there are many people in our in our community who have taken on a new project like your husband, Evan, he's now doing trading in the stock market. You know, it's like you get to redo everything that you thought that you were limited by your physical body. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I feel like it's really hard to explain this to somebody who's not in the community because they don't really get it. You have to be a very outside of the box thinker, a really spiritual kind of a thinker that, you know, everything's fluid, always changing to really understand the concept because like I've shared with you before, even a member of my family telling me to go and get a real job. And, you know, you need to, you need to uphold these expectations. You need to go and do this. You have to go do that. And 
that's not the case. The case is this is your life. You get to choose what you get to do. People don't don't get to have that right to put, you know, pressures on you to do certain things from their point of view, from their perspectives, from what maybe that's their desire to do that themselves. But, you know, so we always say that we're like, this was a second chance at life. A, you've survived a spinal cord injury. And B, you get to really get down to the bones, to the skeleton of everything and redesign everything. I think that's quite beautiful. And it's quite a blessing if you think about it to be able to have that opportunity. Totally. And like, uh, you know, I, people in our life, and there's a lot of people that I've met along the way that haven't experienced a trauma or something like this happening where they have to reevaluate evaluate everything inside and outside. Um, and I like what you said about they just don't understand and they just they don't have that unique perspective of like really knowing what actually matters and seeing it and feeling it for yourself at a young age um, or whenever. I mean, they don't have that shared perspective of like life is a gift. And you don't need to go through the hamster wheel of what has been prepaid for you or what you think will make you happy. Um, I know so many people that just literally go through the motions um, and they're happy being complacent and going through the motions and, and they're not really exploring, you know, what happens if I were to just go with my gut as to what I should be doing with my life. I'm not doing that because society tells me I can't or because I'm worried about money and this and that. And I feel like having a perspective like ours that only can come from what we've been through. It's like, it's so important to speak about it with people like you and people in the community that actually understand because it's like almost like a sigh of relief. It's like, Oh, you get what I'm saying. Like you understand what I'm saying when most people don't. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's just so special. And that's like that vulnerability too, you know, that can happen between couples, but also between wags and between men who've had injuries, um, that nobody else gets. So that's really important. Exactly. And I think that when you get out into the dating world, you will be able to determine, you will be able to tell right away, you will have the feeling of whether somebody is speaking your language or not. Totally. And, and, you know, it's up to you. It's kind of like how we choose friends. You know, there's that quote that it's like your friends are your chosen family. And it's it should be the same thing for dating. It's like, just don't settle. Don't just hop on the first train or whatever. You know, there are so many freaking people out there. And I feel like with COVID and everything that's been going on right now, we're learning very quickly just how many people are out in the world. It's really hard to even imagine when we're hearing some of these statistics that, you know, um, there, there are plenty of fish in the sea, so to speak, but there there are a lot of people out there and there are so many different personalities out there mm-hmm. and so many different skill sets. And, you know, like you and I both say, we feel like the world is shifting rather quickly into a new perspective that... I don't know. Yeah. I feel like we're going, we're getting to a better place, but our very last piece of advice, and we keep on saying, you know, don't worry about the physical, but I feel like this should be said that, that it's very, very important 
able-bodied or not, to keep a very good hygiene. You yeah. want to be, you want to smell nice, you want to feel nice. So, you know, that this is something across the board for everybody. I know what I feel like when I, you know, go out for a long walk and I come back and I'm like, okay, I kind of stink, but I'm like, I don't really want to shower. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel so great. So, well, it's important today to bring will be this my up. shower day. <laughs> <laughs> must shower next. Well, I think this is important to bring this up because let's be brutally honest with our listeners right now. We have gotten a lot of messages over the years since 2017 from women who have dated someone in a, with a spinal cord injury and who are very turned off by lack of hygiene. Um, we've had women message us this that say, yeah, we've had women message us saying, I don't know how to bring this up with him, but I'm just the smell because he doesn't want to shower enough or he can't shower enough. Um, there's all, you know, when you have a spinal cord injury, you know, you have to deal with bowel, bowel and bladder. You have to deal with skin care issues. And a lot of our men may not be able to shower daily and that's totally fine because they mm -hmm. don't sweat. So therefore they probably don't need to shower every day. However, leaving it longer than a few days it makes it so that your skin starts to smell no matter who you are, no matter if you don't sweat or not. And we also right. have and to, you're, and you're pretty set. Like you're sitting in a cushion all day long yeah. too, that it's like, sometimes we forget that like we need to take the, the cover off the cushions and wash those too. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a big one. I feel like this kind of touches on like the old back in the day. It's like, you know, people would work so hard on their farm and w would do, all the hard labor and then it was like they would they would shower once a year for like a wedding or whatever <laughs> or like medieval in the medieval ages when they would sew clothes to their body yeah literally yeah. we don't live in those times anymore people and here's the thing <laughs> if you don't have access to a shower every day which a lot of us don't a lot of our guys don't that's fine right. however there are other things you can do like body wipes um, you can get your caregivers to wipe you in all your cracks and dry you in all your cracks in your areas and just make sure that you're extra clean because it matters. It does. You know what? One year I got dad in a stocking stuffer. It was called <laughs> ball spray. <laughs> yes. And we, la we laughed about it, but I got it from like one of those, um, waxing places, like where you go to get wax, your eyebrows and everything. And there was like one for like, the lady bits I forget what it was called honestly but it was probably called the wap spray <laughs> but um those <laughs> things are important spray. those things are cool they though. are yeah it's very important and like if you can't talk openly and like laugh about it with your partner then with who also I will mention one more thing it is very important to invest in something like the poopery something of yeah. that sort. Yeah. Some sort of like nice room spray. I know that my husband likes to, he showers every day, but he's very, he likes to be like smelling on fleek all the time. So he has this, uh, perfume that he got from Florence that is like this, like very strong stuff that you only need one spray and it lasts all day. It's like natural oils or something. I don't know what it is. Some natural cologne. He likes to be to spray one spray on his crotch, not on the skin, but like <laughs> on his pants just yeah. in case like he's like no yeah. I like the smell to like waft up throughout the day just so that I feel that's better smart. that's really smart I like that and I like that tagline 
one spray, it lasts all day. <laughs> well, it's true. It's like, you know, there's always ways around not smelling, right? Like, I know it's, you know, hard. Like I said before, you know, these guys have accidents. They, you know, have issues with catheters. They may get pee on themselves. But carry wipes with you. Make sure that you go the extra mile as far as hygiene because it is an issue in our community and we just want to let every guy out there know that, that it's important. Right? I mean, you don't want to be smelly. Yeah. No, you don't. (laughs) And the very last piece of advice that I have for you is always show up. You know, always show up, always follow through. And, you know, we understand that things happen, but it's always important to do your best and show people you care as much. I always say it's like, if you want to be, if you want to get friends, you have to be friendly. If you want to have more friends, you have to be a friendly person. So it's like, you kind of want to like throw out there what you would expect in return. Totally. That's really, a really good point. Get up, show up, do, you know, be follow through. Don't be flaky. And never give up. And this, yeah, in yeah, this, so never give up. <laughs> and this goes for anyone, right? Not just people with spinal cord injuries. Show up. Say, do what you're, what you say you're going to do. It's so important. Yeah. Anyways, all of you guys listening out there, thank you for listening. Um, you know, we know this isn't our typical podcasting topic. However, it is important, and it's really important to like give you know, you guys out there some inspiration, um, because you are worthy, you're perfect, just the way that you are. And if you don't feel confident in yourself, work on yourself, don't just expect it to come along one day, confidence doesn't come along one day, it it comes from, you know, looking into who you are and spending time with yourself. And all of that is so important. So yeah, and and for everybody listening, for all the I don't know it's been at least over a hundred men who have messaged us about dating tips if you find that our tips work for you you better let us know we need this feedback we need to know which one of these tips you like the most which ones you've tried which ones you'd like to add to the list for our second season of more tips I'm sure yeah and and let us know let us know how it goes let us know uh, when you find you know, the one or a date or what happens. We're super interested to find out. As Brooke said, we get these messages pretty well daily. And it's this is not just for single guys. This is for guys and couples. Um, any advice that you have for us and also Wags out there, anything you want to say to us about dating, feel free to visit us on our website, wagsofsci.com. You can also email us, wagsofsci at gmail.com, or you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. We also have our private discussion group, so make sure that if you're a Wag, and this is Wags only, um, you uh, register for that, and we will talk to you on a daily basis the uh, private group is so active with mm-hmm. so much super active yeah yeah there's tons and tons we get a, i don't even know how many how many feeds a day but tons so we're super easy to access to get a hold of you guys know where to find us and we're always here for you so thanks for tuning in and we will see you all next week next week cheers Advocacy and outreach group Wags of SCI is currently a volunteer-based operation. We raise funds year-round to pay for date nights for our couples, essential medical supplies that our members may not be able to afford, mental health support for our Wags, including counseling, and our amazing meetups led by our volunteer ambassadors around the globe. 
If you feel called to support our mission, please visit our website, wagsofsci.com or donate directly to the Wags of SCI GoFundMe page. We thank you for your support to help make this group possible and make a difference in the lives of SCI couples worldwide.